we left the last of the keys. And beyond that, you couldn't see land for almost two hours. There we were, super excited, ready for the big adventure. We just waited until everyone left the island. There's when you can really appreciate the magic of that place. Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding Parenthood, a week-by-week podcast series hosted by me, Colin Boyd, and my partner, Sophie Aldino. Each week, we cover our family's rewilding journey by sharing stories, advice, and wisdom gained in traveling full-time in a converted 1978 Mercedes 508D command and control vehicle across North America. I refer to the Dry Tortugas as America's most exotic national park, as it is 68 miles southwest off of Key West. Literally a pile of seven islands and a massive historic brick fort in the middle of the turquoise Caribbean waters. It feels like a halfway point to Cuba. To be honest, I had never heard of the Dry Tortugas before this trip. So when we began researching what we could do for a week on the Keys, it popped onto my radar and we knew we had to go. However, the booking lady laughed at my request, telling me that all the bookings were taking for 2019, and it was only January. I wouldn't give up on the impossible. I wouldn't give up on a two-hour high-speed catamaran ride, access to just eight national park campsites, incredible snorkeling, an enormous fortress, sunken ships with gold and treasure, and most importantly, an escape from the continental United States to a tropical paradise. So this episode is all about our journey getting through the impossible out to the Dry Tortuga. National Park, a super, super sick gem in Florida. So thanks for tuning in this week to the Rewilding Parenthood. Hope you enjoy the show. Please support us by leaving a review or rating on Apple Podcasts. Share with a friend and enjoy the episode. Hey, Soph, what time is it? Hi, Cole. It is around one o'clock, so we're doing great. Great time to be recording a podcast. So we're still in South Portland, Maine, and we'll still be here for the next two months. How's the vibe? The vibe couldn't be better. I had the best birthday of my life yesterday. 34 years old, celebrated with a family, celebrated with friends. You know, life can't be better. I think the boys, Alfonso started his first week of homeschool last week, so that was exciting. And Camilo's just trucking along, as are we. So what else have we been up to? We have been downsizing. So, you know, when we left on the trip, we actually store a lot of stuff. And as usual, we came back and we're like, oh, why do we have so much stuff? And it feels really good. Beside that, we've just been doing just normal stuff. I'm sure like everyone else, you know, just cooking, making dinner, looking after the kids, going to the beach, celebrating birthdays, having a good time. And yeah, as Colin said, we started the first week of school. We have decided to homeschool Alfonso for this year. So far, so good. I think he had one day that he (laughs) didn't really enjoy. He had to do the family tree and he found that a little bit boring. But we'll see how week two goes. If you guys have any advice out there, please hit us up because we're totally newbies. Yeah, I think it's hard for at least our kids going from this heavy-duty van life travel into what is more seemingly a more formal education. So when we put things on paper and on a wall, it's not as exciting as living it and doing it. I think, for example, a history lesson down at our local Fort Williams is cool, but when you hop on a catamaran and go out to the fort at the Dry Tortugas, it's a totally different story. So... Let's talk about it. The Dry Tortugas, where do we start? You know, I think for me, as I said in the intro there, to be honest, I had never heard of the Dry Tortugas. I I mean, I had, but I didn't actually know where they were or what they were. 
when we were getting ready for our week out on the Florida Keys, there was a couple of things that came up that put it on my radar again. I think the biggest one was everybody saying van life in the Florida Keys are like oil and water. There's basically nowhere to park. Good luck with a campground. If you even get one, it's a hundred bucks a night. They'll find you if you park anywhere that is seemingly, you know, there's no overland, over eye overlander spots. There's nowhere to park. It's just a difficult place to live in a vehicle. So with that in mind, we knew that maybe a week out there would be quite challenging. And so I was looking for ways to offset that with some kind of trip and the dry Tortugas popped up. They are 70 miles off the coast of Key West. They are located to the Southwest, not due South, but it's basically halfway between the Americas and Cuba. They're a small island chain of about seven islands, and they host the best snorkeling and one of the most undisturbed reef systems in the United States. Just a totally unique, epic spot, and for me, it just felt exotic. You know, the idea of getting on an island and offshore was just so sick, so. Well, I don't know if I'll call it undisturbed, because spending three days out there, you felt how busy that place is. No, absolutely, but it's still known as the most undisturbed reef system in the United States. Got it. (laughs) So before we left doing our research, we knew that dogs weren't allowed. So we had to stash Lola somewhere. Fortunately, Sophie's cousin is living in Miami and their dog and our dog Lola are buddies from way back. And so he was happy to take her for a week. Always a consideration when you're traveling with a pet on the road, how you can pivot and adjust your national park trips around that. We even had to do the same thing on the Colorado or the Green River a couple months ago. We couldn't paddle what we wanted, but that's okay. We love our dog. So the next step for me was calling in to book the reservation for the next week, which I did and was immediately laughed at by the booking agent who told me that all bookings were taken for 2019. I was dumbfounded because it was only January 2019. And so I begged, I said, how how can I do this? We're here, any cancellations? And you know, she said she'd put me on the list, she'd call me. I said, we're totally flexible, let me know when and we'll make it happen. I think we waited maybe two or three days. I called every day at the time that she told me to and finally we got our first window. And that's often how things work out for us. You know, you find the gap, the chink in the armor of whatever it is, whatever the challenges and just keep pushing until you get your way in. And for us, it was so important to be able to do this on the keys. We just absolutely had to make it happen. So we got our reservation. I think initially it was only for one night, which seemed insane because it was almost going to be like 400 bucks for all of us to get out there, but we were willing to do it. And then I called back and called back and I got a second night. I think I almost even got a third night, but for some reason that couldn't happen. Anyways, we got our two nights, three days, left the dog, and then we were off. What was it like, Sophie, waking up for sunrise in the Florida Keys? Before I talked about that, I want to say that you can actually stay in the island for two weeks, but what happens, there is a problem with the boat there, and technically you can stay for for two weeks, but you are actually not allowed to stay for two weeks because the boat only let you stay for three days. That's kind of like how it works. That's how they make money, just regulations, which, you know, we were like, once we got to the island, we're like, what? We want to stay longer. The rangers were like, yeah, you guys can stay two weeks, but you have to come on a private boat or maybe fly here. That flying is like insane. I think it's like 700 bucks each way. 
anyway, so we left the dog behind. We were excited. We drove, I think it was like 6 p.m., trying to avoid traffic in Miami. We heard that actually the traffic in the kids can be really bad. So we decided to wait it out and Colin wanted to drive in the evening. So as usual, we put the kids to bed, drove in the evening and woke up in a random key in the morning. I can't remember the name, but it felt beautiful. We were like, oh my God, we get it why people come and spend so much time in the case and why people retire here or just want to spend the time here. So I think we we did breakfast, we just enjoyed the scenery and we were excited to hit the road and get to the Keys. Just go to the beach and have a great day. So that's what we did and we spent the day in Bahia Onda. I totally recommend this beach if you are heading to Key West. We had a great day. We met a family from Alaska there that they were staying in their RV, in an RV park. And they were saying how it was crazy expensive. I think it was like 200 bucks a night or something like that. So we're like, we can't afford that. You know, we also heard, as Colin was sharing before, how hard it was to find a parking spot. So, you know, Colin was guided by his nose and we did find a, a good place to park that night. But also, while we were in Bayonne, that we met this awesome woman. She was willing to share the secret spot to where to park in Key West, if you are overlanding or van lifing. She was willing to give us, give us the number, and we felt so lucky and grateful about this. Unfortunately, we can't share this location because that was what she requested to us. But if you're in the Florida Keys, you might come across somebody else that tells you about another secret spot. Who knows? So that night, we actually head over to the parking lot that the van was going to stay while we were in the island. And guys, trust me, you don't even want to know <laughs> what that night looks like before we go on a trip. It's like full on <laughs> madness. I think we've gotten better about it, but, you know, it's like pile some food, dry food on one corner, clothing, tent, um, you know, list of supplies. What do we need? The kids, Camilo's pulling and throwing stuff out the window. And, you know, it's nighttime. Kids need to go to bed. There's people walking around. It's a little bit of madness, but we, you know, we got this. We're... We've done it so many times that no big deal. One thing that I wanted to talk about was how are we able to fund this trip? A lot of times we found, like, you know, Colin was saying how he started researching about the Key West and he find out about Dry Tortugas and he was like, we got to go here, we need to do it. So we're like, okay, how can we actually cover the cost? Because it can get really expensive. And some of the ways we do it is we partner up with brands and we create content. That's a great way for us to cover the cost of these trips. So Cole, do you want to share about how the next morning looked for us? Yeah. So the next morning was hectic. I think I was running on three hours of sleep. We were up at 5.30. We moved the van out of the parking lot and over to the boat where we unloaded and we had all of our gear searched by the security guard. And the first thing he found was our fuel, which was not allowed to be taken to the island. So now not only did I have to unload the family, get all the gear out, get the van back to the parking lot, which was a mile away. Now I had to go to the store and get jelly fuel because our fuel canisters were illegal. So 
So a little bit of time pressure, made it happen, pulled it off. I think by the time I parked the van and sprinted across town, I was the last one on board and we were taking off. Yeah, I remember just standing there with, I think, other 500 people in a big room. And I keep calling, calling, it's like, dude, where are you? People are just <laughs> loading into the boat and you're not here. They're not going to wait for us. He was sweaty, but he made it in time. And there we were loading into the boat. I think a funny thing, not a funny thing, something happened too when they were searching the bags that I feel really bad. We did have a fishing rod, so we brought lures. And the guy that was searching actually got... Stabbed. Stabbed by one of the lures. And we felt so bad. Next time, we definitely keep the lures in a safe spot, in a little box. All of you out there, if you're going anywhere, I'm sure you'll keep your lures in a hard box, not like us, just in a Ziploc bag. Anyway, so there we were loaded into the boat and we were all super excited and ready for the big adventure. Yeah, high-speed catamaran is really neat. It goes like 35 miles an hour, which is insane. And so as soon as we drifted out of the harbor, they kicked it into high gear and we were blasting across the Caribbean. We left the last of the keys that were just the last little islands past Key West. And beyond that, you couldn't see land for almost two hours, which was really, really cool. I think for Alfonso and Camilo, it was just a really neat experience. We spent most of our time out on the back deck. I love the photos of Alfie back there. And then when we arrived into Fort Jefferson and the Dry Tortugas, it was it was just such a neat ecosystem. You could see the birds flying around the islands and the white sands and these tiny, tiny little outcroppings just popped up. And then this most enormous fort you can't even imagine. But for me, I just absolutely have that burned into my, eye, my mind's eye as we pulled into the dock. What was the arrival like, Seth? The arrival was hectic because most of the people that get on the boat, they're just there for a day visit. I think the last boat leaves back at 3 p.m. So, you know, everyone is trying to get the most out of it. So people are just like getting off and excited. They want to walk the island. They want to swim. They want to snorkel. They want to have lunch. They want to walk and explore the forest. So the energy is high level. The rangers and the boat crew are trying to keep everyone calm, giving them the directions that they need to follow in the island. I think there was like part of the island that we couldn't walk at that time because the birds were hatching. Yeah, I think in general, just really respecting the, the ecosystem. Not like me, I'll tell you the story just in a few seconds. <laughs> so we actually had to wait extra because we were camping and we had a, a ranger. Yeah, gave us extra instructions about that. So yeah, we got set up, we got the tent up, we were excited, we jumped in the water, we went snorkeling and we just waited until everyone left the island. There's when you can really appreciate the magic of that place. So that first evening, it was so beautiful. We felt like we just wanted to move to the dry tortugas. <laughs> Beside the pack racks, I feel like the rats are trying to send us a message because between Joshua Tree and the dry tortugas rat experience, we had enough for 2019. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you want to tell what happened with the rat, the, with the pack rats in the dry tortuga and why there are so many pack rats in the dry tortugas? Sure, self. I am like the rat connoisseur. We actually, besides that, we go to this house never. We live here for four years, never seen a rat. And we actually have a little visitor that comes out. It was just a mouse. <laughs> I was up until two o'clock in the morning the other night. And I saw the mouse run around. Actually, I think I was up at four and um, I saw the mouse bounding around. So, But I got him. Call me the exterminator. Anyways, in the dry tortugas, the rats are an issue. They live in the trees. They're called Norwegian rats. And you cannot bring any soft-sided water bottle containers, so like those gallon jugs of water. Uh Uh-uh. The rats will chew that apart in about five seconds, and they'll drain your water. So you have to bring hard-sided plastic bottles or metal bottles. And... They'll also, as we found out, they chewed right through our stroller, a nice brand new stroller. Which I don't even know why we brought this stroller to the island. That was crazy. I'll leave that up to you, Self, <laughs> because for me, I definitely would have said no to that. But I think for you, yes, you wanted the stroller. I don't know. I guess when you have a one-year-old, you're like, oh, yeah, I need my stroller. I don't even know why we brought it. I guess it was easy to bring it. But now thinking back, I'm like, I would not take my stroller and also the rats chew through it which it was unfortunate also they chew through our brand new cooler oh the one that we (laughs) (laughs) that we borrowed and then brought back to the store yeah anyway how was waking up in dry tortugas call for you uh you know i think i've on this trip learned to value the sunsets and sunrises but it was magic all the um, the little hermit crabs they're still cruising in the mornings didn't see any rats, but yeah, I think both of us probably each morning we got up really early to go walk around the fort and watch the sunrise from there. Sophie got some amazing photos of watching the sun come through the different old windows there. I just remember those. We'll sh- share those on the stories. I think one morning I went for a long run around the island, which was awesome. You basically have between whatever hour you wake up until 10 o'clock in the morning when the people show up on the catamaran and the airplanes start landing. And then again, you have the five hours of people there. And it's it's a little bit of mayhem because your tent site is, it feels pretty exposed. There's not really a, much place to hide from the people, but you know, they it's cool. It's just kind of the rhythm of the island. I can't remember what we did during the days, but I think we kept ours. I do remember. <laughs> I had the great idea to go fishing in the morning and you have to be really careful with the pelicans out there and I was being really careful but I I catch a pelican and (laughs) (laughs) that was very unfortunate you know I felt like this guy came and tried to help me out and I feel like he made it worse. I feel like I had it and... It wasn't me. It was another guy. No, it was another guy. He's like, oh, let me do it. And I feel like he kind of hooked the pelican worse where I didn't actually hook it like very deep. Anyway, so that was a funny experience. Alfonso thought that was hilarious. I didn't. I felt actually quite awful. So I think that was like learning experience number two about our lures. So I think that's what we did that morning. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they were like, okay, why we don't just spend the rest of the day just swimming? So actually, we did a lot of snorkeling that day, and that was incredible. It was really fun to snorkel there, and there is like two or three different areas where you can snorkel. That was great. We also went for a walk in the afternoon. 
explore the fort a little bit more and walk to the other. There's like another little beach on the other side of the island. You know, just look at the plants and just just really just be there, you know. I remember there were like all these caterpillars, right? I was trying to remember. Not just looking at the plants, looking at the caterpillars on the plants. And we had a lot of fun with that. We had a lot of fun doing the Junior Ranger book with Alfonso there. And we met an awesome ranger there called Ray. He has white hair and he's he looks like the the old school rangers, you know, just really loose and really friendly and long gray hair. Not like the new ones don't do a really good job. They do, but it, they, it just looks different when they have guns on them, and which we understand they have to have it, but it's just a different approach to to the park. So yeah, I think that was... That was really what we did. I don't know, Cole, if you is anything else coming to mind that you would like to share about our experience in the park? I think I, I'd just share a little bit of advice for any families thinking about heading out there. If you are going to the Florida Keys, I definitely recommend a trip out there. If it's in your budget to just go for a day, you have the option to go by high-speed catamaran. I think it's about 200 bucks a person. Or you can go by seaplane, 700 bucks a person. It's an amazing trip, however you get there. And I definitely recommend it. If you can, if you're more adventurous like we are, staying out overnight, that's really where the magic is. So if you can go, go. If you can stay overnight, I highly recommend that. Don't do what we did and expect that you can just show up and book it, book in advance, and you'll have a much easier time getting in there than we did. Also, if you do stay hard-sided containers for the rats, jelly fuel, and yeah, bring some shade, like a sunshade. At the time, I don't think we had any... Um... Yeah, but you can, you can get some shade actually under the trees. There is yeah. a few trees and some bushes and... Inside the fort is, is But cool I think, too. yes, I would totally bring an umbrella over a stroller for sure. And then also, we, there was another family that was there that brought a kayak. I think they rented it. Oh, yeah. So if you're into diving or snorkeling, if you had a small vessel that you could take to the outer reefs, you'd be seeing incredible wild. Life. I mean, we saw some like three foot barracudas and we saw we saw some amazing fish, but it's right at the terminal really for the big boat. It wasn't as stunning as you know those outer reefs are, but the reefs were too far away to get there by swimming. So if you had some sort of small boat, which you can take a kayak with you, no charge, that would really up your snorkeling capacity. And if we ever did go back, I would totally bring something to get out there. So that's it for the Dry Tortugas. Thanks for tuning in to this micro series about some of our favorite places on the road so far. Come back next week for the northwest of the United States and southwest of Canada. We'll be heading to Vancouver Island where we did a bike trip and just traveled around there for three weeks. Thanks again for tuning in. Please head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review or rating. That really helps to share with other people. Thanks so much to Mechi Riva and Tomas Tyrell for the music. We'll be sharing stories on Instagram. So when this podcast is released, head on over there to see some fun stuff. Check out our website if you want to see some photos about the Dry Tortugas. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. Adios.